It is Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. We always start with a tip of the cap. I think we're going to do a double session today. First of all, you want to give a shout out to uh, one of our one of our usual followers. What what do we got here? Uh, shout out to our guy Logan at uh, my local pizzeria oh, nice. uh, in Calabasas. I went to pick up some pies yesterday for the kids. I had a little play date over at the pool, and I went in there, and Logan said he listens to you and I every day. Actually, showed me his phone that he was listening to us as I picked up the pizza. So shout out Logan. Uh, I love you know what this kid's working hard. Like I, he fired me up, man. I like kids that get jobs. And he's like, you know, he's a teenager. Mm. So fire me up, Logan. Shout out. That way, that way. How was the pie, by the way? Excellent. Yeah, he crushed it. Yeah, some naked wings. Naked wings. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so Logan, thank you for listening every day. We do appreciate it. Don't give blue free pie. Don't do that. Charge him no. double. He's yeah. a very rich man. You charge him double, you pocket that. Okay? That's how you do business. Uh, also, as far as baseball, tip of the cap, I think we got to give it to the future Hall of Famer, Max Scherzer. He's the only guy I know who wanted to earn awesome. the strikeout against the Angels, right? There's a pitch clock violation, so we call strike three on the batter. And Scherzer's throwing a tantrum like a 12-year-old, throws the ball over his shoulder, kind of like Jake in Blitz Ball Battle 3. And uh, I all I could do was laugh at him, dude. Yeah, that's good. I mean, obviously, he's one of the more fiery competitors in, in all of Major League Baseball, but this is just so fun. I mean, he knew he was going to he knew he was going to get the strikeout. That's why he's like, let me do it myself. I liked it, actually. Oh, my great. gosh. Some funny stuff. Funny stuff. <laughs> uh, Baltimore Orioles continue their West Coast swing, and they have done it in style. They took a series uh, up against the Red Hot Mariners in Seattle. And they won the first of a set down in San Diego. Um, so they continue to add to their AL best mark. Are you more surprised Baltimore has the best record in the American League here in mid-August? Or that San Diego is under 500 at this point of the year? I mean, honestly, they're both very surprising to me. And not that Baltimore is a good team, but the fact that they have the best record in the American League is like, if you told me that before the season, yes, I'd be a little bit shocked. But I, I'm more shocked about San Diego. And again, like, I, I just, when you talk about the Padres and you ask, like, what's going on with this team? You watch some games. Like, they have some players that have been having excellent seasons. And, you know, like, the hitting has been above average. The pitching has been above average. You know, they've had some guys have really, really good years. Blake Snell's putting up a Cy Young-ish year. Juan Soto's got going, like, the main core of guys there is hitting the, they're hitting the ball right now but they're they're losing one run games they're 6 and 19 mm. in one run games they're 0 and 10 in extra inning games they haven't won an extra inning game so like i guess you just point to like those instances like they're not playing well in close ball games uh, which is just crazy to me they've, they've had two winning months uh, so far this year but they've had some really abysmal uh, runs as well. Rosenthal came, has come out and said that he's 100% confident in uh, some sort of clubhouse chemistry problem there, which is, you know, like maybe you come to expect that. There's a lot of alphas in that room, but I just still don't understand how this team, now the depth isn't all there. 
for their roster, but still like with this team and some of the performances they've gotten, I don't understand how their record is what it is. I, I really don't. Yeah, it is pretty shocking. Uh, I think somebody on the show may have predicted that they would either be in the World Series or win the World Series. I'm not exactly sure because it was so long ago that probably doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with the Orioles here. I mean, I know that they were an improved team right a year ago. That was shocking that they, you know, I mean, they were going 100 loss, 100 loss, 100 loss season. And I just thought that they were too young last year and they have this great run and were interesting into September. Uh, and I believe finished above 500. Now, I looked at them this year, and I was yelling at them to get some serious help on the pitching staff, you know, at some point in the offseason. It didn't really happen. They added Kyle Gibson, who's a solid pitcher, but nothing that could be record-changing, in my opinion. Then they didn't do anything. Of, you know, they picked up Jack Flaherty, who's a good pitcher, but it's not, let's be honest, at this point, he's not Scherzer, he's not Verlander. Um, and here they are. They're not only leading the division, the best division in baseball, they have the best record in the American League. That is shocking to me. Now, they are fun as hell. Their bullpen's freaking awesome. I know the Cano has not been in the second half what he was in the first half, but Batista's been damn great. And I just think they're fun. You know, they've had one screw-up in the entire season and that had to do with ownership and nothing else, but they've been awesome. So th to me, that's, I, I can't even remember them going in a tailspin this year, to be honest with you. No, they've been consistently playing good ball. The other thing they messed up on Chris, and I, I, I feel like we have to talk about this on the show is they didn't explain the Homer hose. Well, when they first brought it out, everyone thought it was a beer bong. Right. And then Kyle gives no, it's like a hose, like you drink from when we were kids. I'm like, and then why is there a funnel like that? They messed that up a little bit there. Yep. Yeah. We have to make sure we mention that. Well, you know what? You're going to have a pretty good year on the field when your two biggest screw ups are a Homer hose and your owner hosing the broadcaster. Ooh. Like that's pretty good year. Good year. A bunch of hoses. Yeah. Uh, Max Scherzer was dominant last night as the Rangers took it to the Angels. 11 strikeouts in seven innings. He was unbelievable. And also on his 31st birthday, Josh Bell hit the third of three straight homers by Miami. He joined Solaire in a rise. Uh, Bell, one of many new acquisitions, just like Scherzer, who's lighting it up with his new squad. Who will play the biggest role with their new team, though, down the stretch from this point forward? I am going with a pitcher, and I, you know, you slighted my guy Jay Flair saying he's not as good as Verlander and Scherzer. Actually, his numbers have been, uh, but I will go with Verlander. I think that uh, adding him to the Astros rotation just it makes them, I think, the scariest team in the AL. I know we just talked about the Orioles, uh, but the rotation is deep. We know what they could do offensively when they have all the guys in the lineup. Uh, like Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez. It's just a combination. It's just so beautiful. Uh, so I think bringing him over, and he's pitched now uh, two games, 13 innings pitched, five and runs to a, uh, you know, whatever that is, a 3-4. Uh, some of the numbers are not great. The strikeout numbers are down, so you kind of have to worry about that, I guess. But this is Justin Verlander, and I think when you put him – at this age, I feel like you need something to play for. Uh, you know, he's done so much. So you need that that juice, if you will. Playoffs, end of the year, trying for the AO West. That's exactly what Verlander needed. I bet those strikeout numbers go up. 
uh, I'd be willing to bet on that. So I think Verlander is going to play the biggest role just because it fortifies that rotation. It makes them, in my opinion, the favorites in the AL. Yeah, I think what he does is he gives a team a calmness when he's accomplished so much, and it's a guy they're familiar with too, right? It's not like it's a new guy. We don't know what he's about. What's his? I know, thought he was a diva, though. He's a diva in New York, but he's a common hey, presence in Houston. How about? <laughs> hey, he could be a diva, by the way. I think. What yeah, who I'm, cares? What, what I'm saying is, is that everybody knows how damn good he is. Yeah. So it's not like you're sitting there wondering, well, what are we getting here? What exactly? Like they know, they know his yes. good and his bad, everything that comes along with him. So. For them, it was the perfect situation. And I remember when Fayo, one of our avid AMP listeners, suggested, hey, are, are we overlooking Justin Verlander to Houston? He said this probably a month ago. And sure enough, he nailed that one. Uh, the reason I'm wearing the Cubs hat is because of the acquisition of the guy who ended up being the best bat available, in my opinion, on the trade market. And that was Jamer Candelario. He has done an uh, – have you seen his stats with the Cubs? Tell me. 17 of 40. He's hitting over 400 wow. of them. Five of his 11 games have been multi-hit efforts. He has a pair of four-hit games. He's a switch hitter that can play either corner infield spot, so he's split up between first and third. And he just gives him another veteran bat to add to this lineup as they're making a chase. I didn't think the Cubs had it in them. They have done exceptionally well. They are still... I'm not going to say hot on the heels of Milwaukee, but a three and a half game deficit is not that large. And they're just a half game out of the wild card chase. So good for them. Good for them that they went out and got this guy and good for him because I think he's going to make some serious dough yeah. for the first time in his career. First time I, I you played against him, didn't you? I I did. I think it was early on. So 2016 was his first year. 17 was his real first year, I guess. That was, uh, yeah, Detroit. So I got him a little bit in Detroit, but that was towards the end of my career. Yeah. I mean, I but yeah, he, dude, like, he's set up for a nice yeah. little payday, especially if he goes on a run here with the Cubs, put up a nice year already, 3-5 baseball reference war already. I mean, that's going to get you paid, man. We're talking probably anywhere from 10 to 15 a year, depending on however many years you can get. So it could be similar to what happened – with Castellanos when he got traded from Detroit to the Cubs. Remember that ridiculous, you know, few months he had on the north side of Chicago, and then he parlayed that into a big deal with Cincinnati. And then he opted out and got even a bigger deal with Philadelphia. Who knows? This could be a stepping stone for him. Five years, 75? Yeah, I think for a guy who who hits the ball that solidly from both sides of the plate and gives you some positional versatility in the infield. I think that's a, I think that's a really good number. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, today's show, today's episode of baseball today is sponsored by better help. Perhaps you're thinking about a career change or you're feeling like your relationship world needs a little TLC, whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. You've heard me talk a lot on the shows about therapy and my belief in it. I have been in and out of therapy ever since I was a little kid. It wasn't one particular instance that led me to go to therapy. My parents always thought that it was important to talk to somebody outside of the household to deal with whatever bumps come your way, right? It could be job-related. 
It could be relationship. It could be just trying to figure out a path to make things a little easier because life ain't easy. Um, but the nice thing is that better help can make it easier because therapy is so helpful for learning as far as like positive coping mechanisms, um, expand, you know, expanding your boundaries. Like when you think you can't accomplish something, well, you know what? You have to train the mind how to do it. It can be very empowering uh, and it just makes you fulfill your life even more. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. It is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do here is fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched up with a licensed therapist. If you have a session and you're like, gosh, we just didn't click, no big deal. You'll find another therapist. No hard feelings. No additional charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. All you have to do is visit betterhelp.com slash baseball today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash baseball today. Go open up your world right now. We continue on, and boy, the Royals and Mariners were involved in a crazy game. It was 5 nothing Kansas City in the 8th. Mariners come all the way back to take a lead. And then the Royals with 2 in the ninth spearheaded by Bobby Witt Jr., who got his fourth hit of the game, and then they had a walk-off bunt as well. Earlier in the contest, Bobby Witt used his power and his speed all in one play. From a game-used action, get down. And hey! Lost in the lights. And how far will he go? Yes! Here he comes around third. Bobby Witt Jr. has an inside-the-park home. 14.3 seconds from home to home. <laughs> we know dude lost it in the lights and J-Rod kind of screwed up picking up the ball. I would have liked to have seen him get a clean pickup to see if we could have had some sort of play. First of all, dude has been unbelievable lately, and there aren't a whole lot of guys that are faster than him in this sport, right? There's none. He's, I mean, 100th percentile on sprint speed on baseball savant. pretty fast. Yeah. Pretty fast. Who was the uh, who was the fastest player you played with? Ooh, um, Ben Revere got down the line pretty mm. pretty fastly. Yeah, love fastly. Ben Revere. Quickly, quickly. Yeah, uh, you put me on the spot there. I played with some definitely some fast guys, but Ben Revere is one of them. Okay, kind of. I love Ben. He he uh, had an interesting gait, but that dude made some plays out mm-hmm. in the field. Go look up some Ben Revere highlights, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember it took him forever to finally hit a home run. Yeah, didn't he did. do it when he got tra- he got traded to Philly, right? And yeah. then he did it. Yeah. Okay, that was cool. But that's not the question. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, one of our AMP listeners, Joel Penfield, a few weeks ago asked how many players Bobby Witt Jr.'s age, which is twenty three, would you rather have? So, pick a player twenty three or younger that you would want to start your franchise with, and it could be Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, so I mean, I have the Fangress leaderboard up here with players twenty three and under, and kind of what mm. they've done this year. Uh, there's, there's, there's a couple that you could go with. You know, I think Bobby Witt might end up being my choice, but just to give the listeners some context here, Corbin Carroll is one of them. Mm-hmm. Julio Rodriguez is one of them. Mm-hmm. Wander Franco is one of them. Right. You know, I know what's going on there. Um, and then Gunnar Henderson. I think those guys. There's like five guys twenty three and under. You, you really. I mean, those are some exciting baseball players. So now I, I, I take into consideration what position they play. And I think 
depending on what goes on with Wander Franco, we don't know what's going on with that situation. I think you got to go with the shortstop. I think you got to go with Bobby Wood Jr. He's getting he's getting better and better. And if you look at his baseball savant page, I mean, the only things he's struggling with are things that he can improve on with a little bit more dirt on his spike, which is walk percentage and chase rate. Those things come with at bats at the big league level. He's going to get there. Everything else, he's doing great in. Uh, expected slug, 94th percentile. We mentioned the sprint speed at 100. The outs above average, 100th percentile. He's one of the better defenders in all of baseball. He can steal bags, like we mentioned. I think he's a complete player, and he seems like a really good dude. All his teammates really love him. You only hear good things about him. So I think Corbin Carroll is a really good choice for this, too. I, I think defensively his numbers just get weird because he moves around the outfields. Right. I think he's a much better defender than his numbers portray. Um, so I think it's probably between Rodriguez, Carroll, and Witt, but I think I'm taking Witt. I think it's a good choice. Corbin Carroll is so interesting, though. He's going to have a year. even Now, his second half has not been good. His OPS dropped from 900 before the break to 700 now um, since the second half started. It's been a rough go for him. It's been a rough go for the Diamondbacks. But he's still on pace to get maybe 45 steals. He could sneak into the 30 home run club. I mean, that's some enormous numbers in a rookie year. That's like... Their stats are very similar to him and Bobby Wood Jr.'s right now. Yeah, but Bobby had a full year ahead of him, basically, right, yeah. of playing time. So I just feel like Carroll's going to be one of those guys that adjusts, and it wouldn't surprise me if one day he has a shot at a batting crown. Between his speed and his ability to keep at-bats alive, he's so really So are you taking Carroll? Can't go wrong, to be honest. No, you, you can't. You know, the I think he's eventually going to settle into left, don't you? I think instead of center – he kind of bounces back and forth. Is it just like, he? is it a lack of arm strength? I don't know. I th- You know, center field is a grind for dude. 37th percentile arm strength. Let me see what Bobby Witt is. I bet it's high. Oh, 77th sure it percentile. Yeah. Yeah. Are we making a mistake not mentioning Gunnar Henderson enough? Or because he's probably going to have to move to third to pave the way for Jackson Holiday that that takes you out of the equation? Um... No, I don't think we're I don't think so. I think that I don't know if he's as like dynamic a player as uh-huh. the other two, if that makes any sense. Not to say he's a yeah. bad player. I mean he's a very, very good player. He's proving it at the big league level this year. Um but I, I would put Bobby Wood Jr. and, and Corbin Carroll and Julio Rodriguez probably above him. And we're and we're look, we're we're not even talking about Wander Franco who could end up being right. the best of all of them, but you know, right now we're dealing with an off the field situation that we're still not so we sure exactly what's going on. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what it's under investigation, and the allegations are way past disturbing. But we're going to let this play out, and they're going to be without him on this West Coast swing. And he's come out and said he went on Instagram live and said it's all BS. So right. you know, we have to let it play out. Yeah, we'll let it play out. The accusations, though, are very difficult to hear. And we will let it play out. Uh, Mike Trout says his hand injury is getting better, the one that kept him out since early July, but he's still dealing with some pain. No timetable on his return. Shohei, in the meantime, 
fatigue. He is skipping his next start on the mound. Shouldn't Shohei just shut it down on the mound, chill until he gets to free agency? I mean, this is a lost cause now at this point in the season. Uh, I mentioned this, I don't know, three weeks ago that this is going to happen if the Angels are out of contention. As soon as they lost those like six or seven after the deadline, I, I said, look, Shohei has to think about himself in this situation. I don't think it's a bad thing to be to be selfish. Um, he's put himself in a position to, I mean, look, he's going to make $600 million if he just finishes the season out healthy. So, like, if your team isn't going to make the playoffs, you've given everything, everything that you have to that franchise. I mean, literally, you've done double what most people do for the franchise. And I, I think that it's very, it's, it's, I don't know if he's going to completely shut it down. I mean, I, I honestly might if I was him. Um, and that's just brutal honesty. Like, I understand how it might look to some people and the fans w- wouldn't like that. And I don't, I don't think he's going to do that, but I think he's going to take a big step back from his workload and kind of coast into the, into the off season and into free agency. Because look, what he's done over the last couple of years, I mean, look, six years of doing this, like it's, it's a, it's a lot on a baseball player's body. I mean, we, he, like I said, he's been doing double time uh, for the angels. So he gets to this point now. I don't think there's a reason to push it. There just isn't. And and if, if someone in the comments or wants to tell me the reason for him to keep going, please let me know, but it better be a, a sound argument because if you really think about this thing objectively and just, and put yourself in his shoes, you'd probably make the same decision and say, look, I think I'm going to taper my workload down and kind of get into the offseason healthy. That he owes one guy um, an honest answer, and that's himself right now. He has done everything possible to put this team in position. And the players and management around him have failed him. They failed him. It's that simple. Well, you could say, well, Perry Manassian tried. Okay, he tried. He tried right here at the end. It's like cramming for an exam. That's what they did. It's kind of a good point. It's kind of a good point. You know, I mean, you know, there are people who would say, well, Ploof, what are his teammates going to think of him? What do you think his oh Angels teammates would think if he said, hey, guys, I'm going to shut it down right now? They're probably all telling him to do it. They're probably in there saying, show, hey, chill out, bro. We're like, they're on his side. But here. Here, I'll play the fans. But hold on. You're you're um you're not giving your best for the team and the organization that pays you 30 million this year. I've already given my best as much as I could. <laughs> like literally double what everyone else is doing. And and again, I just asked people before you and and look, he hasn't. I mean, he's he's taken some, he's miss he's skipping a star. We're not sure exactly how this is gonna play out. We're, I'm just saying that how I would handle it. And if you're a fan that says that's BS, like seriously put yourself in his shoes. Really try to think about it. You are trying to get to the finish line healthy. And that is it. He has done everything in his power to put this team on his back. That's probably why he's so damn sore. With all that being said, the angels did say, at least they made it seem like he's going to skip his start in Texas and he's going to be ready to go against the reds coming up. That's what it sounds like to me. So, is he already MVP? 
Yes. Yes. If he stops right now. Absolutely he is. How, who else is close to him right now in the American League? I am. I'm just going to look. Uh, it's like baseball reference war. Yeah. And he's sitting he's at, at a 9-2. Yeah, he's at a 9-2. Nobody, the next highest is a 5-9, which is awesome. It's Hassan Kim for the Padres. That's insane. He's almost lapped the field. Yeah, but I don't need war to tell me what he has I mean, meant to no, the Angels you, this year. Agreed, but I'm just saying, like, I want to see if statistically anyone's even close to him, and they're no. not. No. Holy shnikes. Hey, listen, dude. Go DH the rest of the year. Let's see if you can get to 50 bombs and call it a day. Like, that's fun. That's fun. And and maybe you can help the Angels win and go have the rest of the guys try and pick it up instead of getting hammered by the Texas Rangers. So that you have to throw Ploof's buddy Eduardo Escobar out there, go pitch late in the game. Fangrass has him at 8-3 total war. The next closest is 6-1. It's Ronald Lacuna Jr. We've been ooing and aahing at everything yeah. he's done this year. Freddie Freeman's at 6-0. Mookie Betts at 5-8. Like, these guys are having incredible years, and Shohei's light years ahead of them in this statistic. Before we get out of here on the podcast and the YouTube side of things, Giants, they lost to our guy Tyler Glass now last night, who was unbelievable. But San Francisco broadcaster Dave Fleming, who really does a great job for them, apparently finished last in his fantasy football league. So this was his punishment. He had to be one of the ball dudes in San Francisco. You know, he had to wear the double ear flapped helmet and bring the balls to the umpire <laughs> and all that stuff. First of all, what the hell type of punishment is that for finishing last? That is, are you Seems pretty kidding cool. me? Seems that pretty is cool. Great. <laughs> I know a lot great. of people would love to do that. It, people pay a lot of money to get a chance like that. Right. All right. So that's not a punishment, but we all have heard of pretty good punishments in fantasy football leagues. Have you heard of one? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of them. I, I, I wanted to give an example of. I, I we haven't done this a ton. I, I play in two leagues usually every single year. One's my my buddies from high school. We don't really do a punishment. The other one is the guys in my neighborhood, and this is our punishment every year. Can you see it? What is this? Somebody dressed up as, is that like as a rabbit or something? What it's is a rabbit. That? It's an Easter bunny. Yeah. That's good. Maybe I'll send Dan to put it in post. Yeah. We yeah, yeah. go to Lovey's out here in Calabasas and we have a dinner together and, and someone has to wear that as we all pass the trophy around, show it. And it's good. A lot of people come take pictures. That's cute. I like that. Have you, um... these guys are older. So it's really embarrassing for them. These are all like 50 year old men and. Yeah, oh, that's embarrassing enough. Speaking of fifty-year-old man, um, have you either a had to wear the bunny suit or b lifted the trophy? I I won last year. You did? Yeah, that's me. That's me literally lifting the trophy. Oh yeah, that is okay. I see you. Good for you. And who's in the bunny outfit? Uh, my friend uh, Mike Spagnoli. He's a chiropractor. Right here. I'm actually playing golf with him later today. Okay, you should make Mike wear the bunny outfit on the golf course in 102 degree heat. Shout out Spags, my guy. He's uh, that away Spags. He's great. Well, because our I play in one fantasy league. It's just a family fantasy league for the most part. Because of that, we're all spread out all over the country, so we can't get together and make fun of anybody. So we we haven't even come up. We're gonna have to come up with a good one this year. The best one I read was I think some journalist who finished last in his league and had to go. I want to say it was to IHOP, maybe, and stay there for 24 hours straight. He had to stay oh in, okay? God. But 
he could knock off an hour for every pancake that he ate. So if he ate 10 pancakes, he could leave after 14 hours. It sounds like, oh, okay, I can do this. Until you realize how big those yeah. pancakes are. Yeah, you could have a couple, you, like two or three. Yeah, so you eat two or three, and you're like, okay, well, I think I'm going to have to make it another 22, 21 hours or whatever. But, you know, after you've been there for 10 hours, you think you could down two more. Well, this dude he had to go re-deliver his pancakes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so I don't I think he ended up staying like 16 hours or something. And, you know, all these people are having shift changes and they're wondering what the heck he's still doing there. That's that's a pretty good one. That's a good that's a that's a brutal one is what it is. My yeah. gosh. Yeah, I got to find the article and maybe I'll tweet it out because it was just a very funny read. But that's that's creative. It's creative. It's good. Uh, let's see here. A latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Austin Hedges of the Texas Rangers is out. Uh, got a little life courtesy of Padres fans. They took a clip out of there and they, they kind of shortchanged it, but that's OK. Uh, he was talking about how Eric Hosmer, how the Padres shortchanged him on the way out the door. We were talking about the best leaders you ever played with. And he said, bar none, it was Hosmer. And he went on to explain why he thought he Hosmer got screwed out in San Diego. We did talk a little bit about, well, listen, he, they paid him $144 million and he didn't produce. And we talked about that, but they didn't put that in the Padres clip that they pulled. Go listen to it all. It's it's all very interesting. So there you go. Um, I am off the next three days. I'm going to be in Philadelphia traveling doing the brown stuff yes so that means you finally get to run the show the way you want my to. show it's my That's show the right. next three days so you and jolly will be together i'm sure it'll be awesome i look forward to seeing everybody back here on monday but please tune in the guys will let you know when it's uh going on social media most likely noon i'm gonna guess tomorrow noon eastern noon eastern tomorrow yep and then i think uh thursday we might go a little earlier but we'll let everyone know we'll put okay. a promo out uh, thanks as always to our one of a kind producer, Dan Rourke for the uber talented and trophy wielding Trevor Plouffe. When it comes to the fantasy football world, I am Chris Rose. They will see you Wednesday on baseball today.